<laughs> this is amazing. Daniel, you've outdone yourself. It's unbelievable. Uh, I just want to listen to this song forever. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Hey, guys, welcome to Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think and think is to believe. And uh, we do not just rock out all night long, but we actually do some serious stuff, believe it or not. Uh, hopefully, we'll get there tonight. I don't know. But uh, special thanks to Daniel, our engineer. Is tonight really going to be your last night? Yeah, unless I come back in other forms, but more than likely, yeah. In, in other forms, like like what, uh, out of body or like... As My clones a... make an appearance. Ah, no, man. It's such a pleasure to be working with you. I'm going to miss you. Uh, music choices have been phenomenal, and uh, you're just a good dude. So, uh, so if you guys call in, make sure you say uh, thanks to Daniel because he's the one who makes it all happen. He answers your phone calls. He patches you through. He makes up for our mistakes. And um, it, he's just been an amazing asset to us. So thank you so much, brother. And, uh, yeah, if you guys are listening, we are live. It's the 4th. Oh, my gosh. It's January 4th. It's January 4th. It was just like Thanksgiving just a little while ago. That was like November. Hmm. What happened to December? It went gone. Gonzo. I still have the Christmas tree. Do you, I got rid of my Christmas tree today. <laughs> but do you still have your lights up? Yes, I do. do Are they know? on? I think they're yeah, because they're on a timer. That's why. Don't be ashamed because Eric, his stay up all year round. <laughs> again? Yeah, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twice in a row because, uh, oh, well, man. shame has power. And uh, for those of you who don't take your Christmas lights down, come on, your neighbors, they notice. <sighs> they do. They, they notice. notice. I'm no. just saying. You got your We've never gotten any letters. Wanting to sell their house. Nobody calls into the show to, to complain. To complain, that's true. And speaking of calling in the show, guys, if you guys want to call in and ask any questions having to do with values, religion, ethics, uh, politics, and of course, Christian apologetics, we would love to take your call. Uh, you can give us a call at 888-995-KKLA. And now that's 888 Two. It's a lot of fives. Five's a good number. I don't know. Chang, what's your favorite number? I don't really have one. What? Yeah. You like all numbers maybe, yeah, maybe, indiscriminately? Maybe five. How politically correct? Five? Maybe five. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Your favorite is five. What's yours, Eric? 32. 32. Why? Whose number is that? It was my number in hockey. In hockey? Hockey, hockey, hockey. I love hockey. I used to be a hockey star. Yeah? Not really. Back in the day? In my mind. You have a good hockey beard. I have a trophy. You do? Yeah. Everybody gets a trophy now. Well, no, it's a nice trophy, though. Really? It's porcelain, and I think it's porcelain. It's not lead, though. Is it heavy? It's heavy. What'd you get it for? Uh, top goalie. You were a goalie? I was a goalie. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know this. For like the 12 years. Roller hockey. Recreational. Recreational. Do, do you still rollerblade? No. I'm too old. You're too, yeah. No, I'm, it, I'm frail and fragile. For Christmas this year, I got all of my kids rollerblades, and my wife got me a pair. Did you get a net? No, there's no sticks involved. A net for a net? A net for a net. A net actually, you know what? A net didn't get any rollerblades. <laughs> she's three. Although I guess she could. She's not too young to stat. But, uh, but the others are getting it. It's fun. That's fun. It is fun. I have a nice pair of, of rollerblades now, and uh, I put them on. And as if I'd never stopped skating 10 years ago, and it was dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought I could do it again. And it's in the street, on the asphalt. Yeah, on the asphalt. I didn't fall. That's good. Almost, though. 
but yeah, but we're not talking about me falling. What do you guys want to talk about tonight? Silence isn't wow. good. <laughs> the silence is deafening. Radio is the let's, be- well. Let's see. It's the it's the end of the year. It's the beginning of a new year. We could. Uh, it's the end of a decade. Take a look at. Well, I don't know what's a decade. What what what's a what's a decade? We could talk about that. Let's talk about what what is your theory of time? Do you, do you subscribe to the A theory or B theory of time? It, uh, the B theory. The B sure. theory. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Time passes and it goes forward. It goes forward according to whom? Uh, me. Or God. And the B theory. So does God prescribe to your theory of time? So I'm, I'm made in the image of God. <laughs> yes, so you therefore... are. And you are beautiful and wonderfully made. It's amazing how much God loves you and you bear his image. Yes. And so do you, Chang. Thank you. Yeah. You're an amazing man, too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We could talk about some events that have happened of the last, I guess, well, we could, we could start with this year and see how far we get. And if you guys, if you're listening right now and you want to give us a call, you can and, and suggest something because we're just going to have some fun tonight. It's the first, uh, is this the first show in the new year? Yeah, yeah it it's is. the first show of the new year. It's going to take, take it easy, relax. Relax, chill out. Have a, have a, a, a jolly a, old time. A jolly old time. Thank you. I like it. A jolly old yeah. time. And, uh, yeah, so, what, okay, so when I say 2019 to you guys, what stands out? Gosh, you know, the first thing that stands out, and this may be kind of weird, but it's the, um, it's the I Kiss Dating Goodbye guy. The I Kiss Dating Goodbye guy. Who, who, who was that? Joshua <laughs> Harris. Josh yeah, Joshua Harris. Harris. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. So he, why does that stand out to you guys? He, he, I, I mean, it was a radical change, right? It was this guy who started out, he, he, he wrote a book in early 2000. Is that right? Um, yeah, it was, long, it was a while ago. It was a long time ago. And a lot of people, it was about how you should, how Christians should date and approach dating and approach courtship. Um, and it, it almost became cult-like. Um, churches around the country were adopting his, his theories about how to, how to do this. And it really, it turned into a formulaic relationship guide. Um, and so it's interesting to see, you know, tw- I, I don't know if it's 20 years, I don't really know the date, the timeline very well, because... Because the B theory of time isn't great, <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's uh, he 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 came he came around and he repented and he said he was wrong. He came out and actually said he was wrong. He I think he left his wife, um, broke up his family, yeah, and made a whole bunch of apologies uh, for what. Uh, for the for all the pain that he had caused because apparently a lot of people followed his advice and it didn't work out yeah yeah it was a that was an interesting story actually that was i feel like that was last summer when that happened um, yeah, i think we did a show on it i think we did do a show yeah. on it and so like if you if actually if you wanted to go back and listen to the podcast you could probably find it but um but yeah that was really interesting because he's not only like i mean he was an influential author he had like one serious book but he's also i think he was like a, ch- a, a church pastor yeah. a yeah. mega church pastor he comes out and i think his exact words were something to the effect um by all measurable standards i am no longer a christian and he it was kind of an incremental announcement actually like it was like he revealed maybe he was right it was leaving the church days. and then you know he or he wasn't he was announcing renouncing kind of what he said in his book and then Oh yeah, I'm not really a Christian anymore. And then, oh yeah, I'm leaving my wife. And oh yeah, and, oh, I think yeah. the wife came before. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, just the way I read it. The way you read yeah, it. Yeah. That's yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. I remember a kind of firestorm too that rained heavy upon him, like when he came out. And for me, so so, it was a hard issue, right? Because I feel like he caught uh, a, a firestorm, which 
I don't know is necessarily the best response. I remember, and, and I just looked up his open letter, and he said, I'm leaving. Uh, I, I'm learning that no group has, mar- has a, the marked corner on grace. This week I've received grace from Christians, atheists, evangelicals, ex-evangelicals, straight people, LGBTQ people, and everyone in between. Of course, there have also been strong words of rebuke in, uh, from religious people, which I thought that his wording, I remember reading that paragraph and thinking his wording was very interesting there. Um, and it seems to me like his views kind of just skewed more towards the liberal, I mean, when I say liberal, I mean Christian, liberal Christian uh, perspective, uh, the spectrum of it. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, there were like different groups coming out using Joshua Harris as like a cautionary tale about all sorts of things about, you know, purity, culture. Um, um, I think there was one about new Calvinism, the... Uh, oh yeah that's right i I just i think uh or just evangelicalism in general uh, yeah or or something like that just everybody has something to say about well well, but the reaction is interesting um i mean from the christian from the from the christian community perspective the shock of of this um which i don't know if it really should have been that shockful because he had kind of given hints in the past i believe he did a documentary a couple a year maybe before and he had been exposed to uh, face to face with people who had followed the advice in his book and and it and it worked out like horribly for them um and he kind of saw the error of his ways Uh, but the christian reaction uh to his announcement was was interesting and it was it was uh the, the full fire like like you said um not on not dissimilar to to another potentially big announcement that was made this year by a famous rap singer named Kanye West. Lecrae? Lecrae. No. Lecrae. Wu-Tang? Ka- Kanye. Kanye. I know, I know. I'm being difficult. I'm being difficult. Yes, Kanye West. We've Chang and I have since, gone round and round about Kanye. Since last time. And I listened to I listened to the whole album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what did you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. There were a couple songs that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't remember the titles now. I haven't listened yeah. to it in a while, but yeah. I listened to the whole thing, and then it, it had, you know, a lot of good things in it. Daniel, do you feel uh, at at uh, at liberty to comment on Kanye West? Oh yeah, sure, whatever you want. All right, so my friend over here, uh, Daniel, is opinionated about Kanye West. Was Kanye's album good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm a fan of gospel type music, so I enjoyed it from that perspective. And it was it was enjoyable as a gospel, like taking away the Kanye element. I enjoyed it as a as a gospel album. It was pretty good. So you think it was a good album from a gospel perspective? How Did, about hip hop wise? Now that I'm not as huge into, but it had it had a nice mix because that's kind of the thing. I think not to get too nerdy, but Kirk Franklin kind of introduced with a little more hip hop in the gospel, so. From that perspective, it was good. Right on. And I have a question for you. Do you think the response from the evangelical community of Kanye's, uh, hearing Kanye's conversion has been, like, what do you think about that? I think it's a mixed bag in some ways, because I feel like as soon as any celebrity just mentions Jesus, people just freak out and immediately go like, hey, we found someone in our community, that kind of thing. So there's not really a, a balance, but I think he legitimately seems to have found something there so i think the skepticism in some ways can be good because you don't want to immediately just be like all right someone said jesus let's just give him everything but also i don't think we should sit here 
and mock it and say, oh, he's trying to do it for money. I think just kind of like sit back, give it time, and let the fruit kind of show what he's really about. But, but you, said, you said skepticism, and I think that's a great word because you have, um, I mean, you have a lot of people who, who take this, and, they, and they, the first thing they said, and th- this is what I thought when I first heard it was, oh, okay, he's trying to sell albums. He's, is that what you thought? That's exactly what I thought. I didn't even know who the guy was because I'm not. Oh, a, man, you're I'm a, a pessimist. I'm a rock guy. I can't but, believe I'm a rock guy. guy. Freebird! No. <laughs> ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains? Not bad. Okay, Alice in Chains. Yeah. So you see how quickly we can derail a conversation? I, I um, Yeah, you know, I, 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 I like the way that Daniel just said it. I think that you had uh, some wisdom in there as a measured response. For sure, you know I think that there's good and bad, you know. I, but the the when when any any time I feel like when a big celebrity figure comes out and says, "I'm Christian," all of a sudden evangelicalism like explodes. Yay! Look, and it's like, well, but we already have Jesus, like mm-hmm. the biggest figure in history, and yeah. you know why do we need to celebrate anybody else? Like should we? And then I don't know. I actually, Chen, because we you and I kind of differed on this a little right. bit, which is good. And I'm wondering, like, what have your thoughts been since we talked about it a couple months back? How, like, and now that Kanye's, you know, he's um, he's done some more stuff. But okay, so specifically his his stuff with Osteen. Have you? I haven't looked into that. You haven't tra- yeah. you haven't tracked at all. Yeah, right on. My only point at the time was I agree with tempering on the uh, fanaticism and uh, yeah, and that uh, you know the excitement, but at the same time. Um, being positive about it because there's a cultural uh, influence. Yeah. Uh, and I was just making the point that God put Kanye at his place for a reason. And whether if we were to, you know, say, oh, you know, his music was influenced the culture in a negative way, we would kind of critique that. Yeah. But then now that he become a Christian, uh, he's in a place to affect culture in a positive way. And sure. I, I think it's okay to celebrate that as a Christian. Right on. So I was kind of more of a positive take on it. Yeah, yeah. Because you're an optimist. Not always. Not always. Yeah. Sometimes when yeah. it comes to Kanye, and you're a hip hop guy. Yeah, I like I like to listen to hip hop. My my kids know that I listen to hip hop. Strictly Christian hip hop. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't like the. I don't. I don't listen to much of the Christian hip hop. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Hip hop. I loved hip hop. And now I find myself not being able to listen to a lot of it. The other day I put on some hip hop that I used to listen to and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to turn this off. I can't do it. But, yeah. you know, it was just hard to, to listen to. But the I still miss all the beats and uh, and just the art, artistry right. of hip hop. But yeah, so Kanye, that's interesting that you brought that up, Eric. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. So you brought up two, two, two big stories. That's, and that's okay for keeping track at home. That's two for Eric. Two for Eric. None for John. None for John. Well, well one for John because he introduced the whole the whole topic. Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't count. I'll uh, I I have one, but it's a self serving issue, and just because I'm in the in the space right now and has to do with suicide, is in here in Southern California we had some we had a pair of pastors commit mm. suicide. Uh, Jared Wilson, and mm. for the life of me, I cannot, and I feel bad, I cannot remember the name of the other one. Was that um, um, uh, the Purpose Driven Church Saddleback? No, uh, was but it? it was an influential church. No, that was Jared Wilson. Oh, that was Jared Wilson. Okay. But he wasn't at Saddleback. Uh, he was at another, a different okay. like uh, mega church. But the um, you know the, the that hit home like for for me because I've been doing a lot of reading and research. If you guys have been tracking with my ministry at Stand the Reason. 
um, on suicide. Oh my gosh, you came, Chang, yes. and saw my talk, yes. Yes. and you should come see it again because it's completely different and revised. It's um, I'm hoping better, um, but it's like it's uh, like that's that's a that's a hard issue, you know. And and here in Southern California, we've been hit by that. Uh, you know, we especially when we had two pastors. I mean, we live in a celebrity culture anyway out here. Uh, we can't really avoid it. So suicide is is not uncommon i should say i mean anthony bourdain kate spade robin williams um who was that who played the joker too before him oh um you guys know heath ledger yeah and uh i mean junior seau although that was years ago now um all these people taking their own lives and then sometimes we get the feeling that christians are like immune to suicide and uh and they're just not you know we struggle especially this time of year and earlier this this year, uh, midway through the year, two pastors, un, unaffiliated with each other, took their own life. Jared Wilson had just that morning uh, presided over a funeral for a woman who committed suicide, and then went home and committed suicide, which is just nuts. Um, so that's a that was a big headline for me this year. Um, if we're reviewing headlines, um, I don't know. Uh, what about you, Chang? Anything? Um, I wasn't really thinking about this past year, but then. I we saw, can go further. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of articles about, like, decade, and I realized the decade is over. So pe people are doing a lot of reflection on that. I didn't get decade. that until New Year's Eve when my wife pointed that out. Like, it's 2020. Yeah, that's crazy. 2020. 2020. I mean, I remember 2000, right? Y2K. Right. Yeah. Everybody's free. Yo, you're in computer stuff, Eric. Like, yeah, I, like, I am. Did, 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 did your industry freak yes. out for nothing? No, I mean, there was a lot of effort put into it. I remember little Y2K stickers on every every computer, and we had to work New Year's Eve, and we watched the, you know, the, the Earth turn as, as the first country went into 2000. Yeah. Nothing happened. But that's was that because precautionary measures were taken, or what was I the was, the idea was that computers wouldn't be able to update or compute? Yeah, I, no, the, in, two, in the year when, when it, so the, the idea was that uh, some computer software uh, we're, we're programmed to only use the last two digits of the date. So when it rolled over from 1999, it would be slash zero zero, and the computers would read that as 1900. So I think the, the big... Um, but who cares? The big concern was that um, maintenance equipment may start to think that, oh, it's been 100 years since I've done any maintenance. I better shut down and do stuff. Uh, right. Or, or your mortgage calculations have just gone off the roof because nobody knows how to calculate negative interest or whatever right that, that, that sort of stuff yeah so nothing really happened though yeah well because there were precautionary measures and right. people like you work in new year's eve people like me yeah people better than me were working New Year's Eve. no way it was you eric you saved the world <laughs> you're a modern superhero i can't believe it do you wear goalie um, pads when you uh, i did you i wore i wore my goalie pads <laughs> and um, did you bring your trophy <laughs> That Y2K puck, boom, right boom, off the, right off the get pad. Get out of my face. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's cool. So Y2K. Okay, so anyways. That didn't happen this year. Well, that, Chang's Y2K. looking at me like, can we talk about something well, I serious? mean, y Y2K was year 2000. So the we're, last 10 years. We're 20 years out. Yeah. Oh, look how far yeah. we we uh, we went back. We I, on the on the time machine dial, I pushed uh, one too many zeros or something. I Y2K'd us. <laughs> so so okay so yeah so, i mean just thinking about uh the past 10 years and just thinking about my own life what happened my daughter was born and all of that so many things happened and then i start thinking about wait how many kids do you have I you have, have two a, kids you have two yeah. so your yeah. oldest is 10 my oldest is 13 okay. and uh i was kind of going through the exercise with my son 
who's 13. Yeah. And, uh, you know, told him, you know, what, what are your reflections about not just past years, but. Yeah, know. 2010, my first daughter was born, yeah. my first kid. So I started reflecting upon like theological issues. What were some of the hot topics in the past 10 years? And, and you know, a couple of things that I came up with is like uh, miscoding Jesus. It came out in 2008. But That's then, Ehrman, right? Yeah, Ehrman's. Um, basically, new, new it, it came out in 2008, but a lot of the issue kind of carried over to the 2010s. Sure, sure. Yeah. The book, the book was pretty popular, and it was yeah. it's a good book. Yeah, you know, I mean, so textual criticism and whatnot, and it's still kind of very, very relevant. Uh, it was an attack on the the, the reliability of the uh, New Testament, yeah. the reliability of the, of the Bible. And I'm teaching a series at my church on how the Bible came to be. Nice. Yeah. So, and what and, church do you go to? Uh, Theophilus OPC. It's an OPC, o Theophilus yeah, OPC. Orthodox Presbyterian Church. Yeah. And that's in Irvine? That's in Anaheim. In Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're teaching that class. And yeah, that, that, I guess that did come out. I mean, the uh, misquoting Jesus. Yeah. In 2008. But then a lot of the issues and debates happened in like early 2000. Have you watched Airman's debate with, uh, with Mike Lacona? By any no, chance? I saw clips of it, but not the whole thing. Dude, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, Lacona does a really good job, and I, Airman has a has a great rhetorical style. I think you know, um, mm -hmm. he's he's winsome, and you know, he he'll ask the questions like like how many women were at the tomb. It depends what gospel you read, you know, to point out discrepancies, right? So. Um, in the in the Gospels, and it has a force behind it when he does mm -hmm. that. And then his his books are are interesting. I mean, I recommend reading them to in order to wrestle with the topics. Mm -hmm. But that's good, man. I wouldn't have yeah. picked that up. Yeah. So okay, so what else? What else from 2010 or more recent? So another carryover thing was like new atheism. Like 2007 was like when the new new atheism stuff. Like two, early to uh, late 2007 uh, and eight. That's when it the Christopher Hitchens, his book, yeah. issue starts coming out. And they kind of carried over to the 2010s. And Christopher Hitchens, who wrote God is Not Great, yeah. uh, he he died in 2011. Yeah, yeah that's so right. So that was another. I remember a lot of Christians um, being happy about that. Him dying? And and saying things like, uh, now he's now he knows the truth and, and things like that. And I think yeah. that's, that's a really sad commentary. Yeah, that's, that's, a hard, that's a hard line to take right there. I mean... Do we rejoice when anybody dies? Um, no. Yeah, that was interesting. Actually, there's been a. I don't. Maybe you shouldn't bring this up. I will because I'm me. So uh, in recent recent events has been that uh, the tech, the shooting, the church shooting in Texas. Right. Um, so bringing it now more modern, but on the same vein. And I've read some articles like written that, you know, that uh, it was such a wonderful thing that all these people had guns in church and gunned this man down. Mm -hmm. And I understand the sentiment. That, that they think that they probably saved a lot of lives. But like right away, it just became like, a, look, guns are good. Everybody should have one or whatever, as opposed to, or, or not, I'm now I'm being kind of facetious here, but you know, but the, it became a pro-gun discussion as opposed to the fact that three people uh, lost their lives. You know, one, um, well, the t two churchgoers we can assume are, are in, in the arms of Jesus, which is fantastic. But the gunman, we don't know what his fate was necessarily. I don't know much about him. Um, and that just, like, that makes me sad. Like, I remember reading that article. It just made me sad. And the way I read the article was by somebody posting online on my Facebook thread um, a, a pro-gun statement just saying, look, this guns saved lives in this instance. And we kind of missed the fact that they also took some lives. 
um, even in a in a positive light. But yeah. I don't know. And there were some statements made about you know the guy saying the the guy who ended up shooting the the gunman saying like you know I I prevented I stopped evil on this day or something. And I was just like that's kind of I don't know, man. It just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, so I think it's in in summary so far, uh, the Christian response to to news hasn't been fantastic. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We have our focus on the wrong thing. Sometimes I think sometimes we do. I I, I wish that we'd respond to stuff more like Jesus. I don't think Jesus would have celebrated that event in any light, whether you know people saved or not or guns or anything. I think it would have been a very hard thing mm-hmm. for Jesus. Uh, yeah. Well, the environment is so politicized, though. People are taking any advantage they can to make their point, and that's yeah. that's kind of not good. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Do you agree with that, Chang? Uh, you don't have to. Yeah, I don't know what to think about it. Actually, yeah, yeah, right on. We can we can think of it over over break. We have a break in a minute, and then we can ponder the greater things of uh, people. I just feel like people are so quick to. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really sit and contemplate stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how it sounds and how it looks and how it feels. Like um, that's why lately I've, I I don't really post much on Facebook that much anymore because I think I try to think more. What's that one story about the missionaries? Was it Elliot? I, I, the name escapes me at this moment, but uh, they they had they they shot the guns in there. There's the tribes, and they got speared to death. You know, you know what? Uh-uh. Yeah, the, the the guy in the in was it Indonesia or somewhere. When was this? Was this recent? This long time ago. Oh, okay. he was going to save the tribe. Yeah, yeah. And I he. Been... About, I don't know why Elizabeth, his her her husband. Um, I don't know. I got to look him up. You got to look it up during the break. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll, we'll we'll start talking about that. Okay. And guys, we're going into a break. I hear some some music coming in. And if you're listening to us, this is Apologetics.com Radio. And uh, we'll be back in, what is it, like 90 seconds or so? And uh, make sure you give us a call, too, when we come back. I'll give you a number after the break. And uh, and we are, I do not know this song. What song is this? It's pretty funky. Fantasy, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh my goodness gracious! Earth, Wind, and Fire is not my jam. I should know that. You should know that. Are you an Earth, Wind, and Fire fan, Eric? No, but it's not hip hop. What's well, no? It's not. But if it was hip hop, I probably would have known what it was. I don't know. It's rock, rock and roll. I like rock. Do you like rock, Chang? Some. Yeah. 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 I like all music. I'm weird. I'll listen to whatever as long as it's good, you know. You know what I'm saying, guys? I know it has to be good. It has to be good. It has to be good. And speaking of good, you know what's good? Apologetics.com radio, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's what you're listening to. If you're listening to us live right now, it's 12:31 according to my computer screen, um, and it's December, January. It's January 4th, 2020. Which is insane, and we've been kind of just recapping the last, well, started the last year, but then we broadened it to the decade. We talked about a few major uh, events. We talked about Josh Harris just briefly. We talked about Kanye West just briefly. Now those are just the last year, and then Chang, you wanted to broaden it even more than that. And um, how do we get on this missionary that you're going to tell us about? So basically, it's the story of Jim Elliot and his uh, the missionaries that were speared 
uh, in Ecuador in 1952, uh, I believe. So and now we're going back 70 years. Of 1956, they, they died in Ecuador. And the story is that they had these uh, natives came and with spears, they're about to attack them. And they had guns, but they, they instead of using the guns, they shot the guns in the air. And instead of using it on the, the natives, they got speared to death and they were martyred. And um, jump. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't uh, use their guns. So they didn't use their guns and in the process they got killed. Yeah. Is that real? Is that martyrdom? Well, I mean, John Piper. Um, Who? Pastor John Piper from. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Bethlehem he, Church he, in the question, Minneapolis? This is, this is really interesting. And, and, and the question, should Christians own a gun? He uses that story to say, you know, you know Christians, you know, ought to you know, think about, think twice oh. about owning a gun. Yeah. Uh, because, you know. Yeah, we, sure. We should think of martyrdom. We, sh- we should not just, you know, talk about protecting our lives as yeah. an idolatry. Like, that's like the the greatest thing is to protect the life, but yeah. maybe even sacrificing your life in, in the face of evil and not just simply talk about, As I think he meant as an idolatrous kind of way of preserving uh, your life. Um, but I guess he was using that to say, well, we shouldn't own a gun. But at the same time, the story in the story, they refused to use the gun but they had guns, so it kind of cuts both ways. It's like, should Christians own a gun? It's like, yes, in one way, but you know, no, maybe yeah. you shouldn't use it against your enemies. So I guess the story could kind of <coughs> be used to say, well, you should turn to other other cheek. You shouldn't use the gun, you know, at all. Maybe just use it as a deterrent. So that that was kind of like a that's contra- interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the the first question I would ask then is, do you call somebody with a gun when you need a gun? Yeah, or do you, yeah, do you expect somebody else to use a gun to help defend I you? Mean, it was or? pretty controversial when he, yeah. he, he wrote Piper, that. Piper, this yeah. is Piper? Yeah. yeah, this is, I think, several years ago. I think this was two, this this long time ago. That was like 12 years ago, yeah. 2008. 2000, yeah. Dude, you're taking us back faster. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you guys rebuke me for going back fast? I, I just wanted to say 2019. I don't know. Yeah, yeah 2019. No, but yeah. I, I, uh, I, I actually think I kind of remember that. You know, you go back to 2010. And I'm trying, <clears throat> 10 years ago, <coughs> excuse me, um, <clears throat> gosh, man, I was married two years. I was a Christian for sure, but like growing rapidly because I was still in the new stages of faith. And um, yeah, really interesting time. There were lots, there was lots of stuff going on. Uh, and and I, I think I kind of remember that discussion. I mean, I guess the gun topic has always been on the... Uh, on the forefront and the way that this came up, if you guys just tuned in, the way that this came up is we talked about the recent uh, Texas uh, shooting in, in a church, but this is becoming something that I feels like more common uh, attacks on Christians worldwide. And you brought that up during the break, Eric. Yeah. I was just looking at a news story here <clears throat> and they're going through um, just all the different <clears throat> attacks that, you know, major, major attacks, March, April, there's uh, and these are worldwide. Um, and in October, I'm just kind of skimming through here, but uh, it, it's just a, it's it's interesting. I don't know if they're being reported more or if there's an actual increase. Um, maybe I'm just more sensitive to it, but it, it just seems like there's more violence towards um, religious institutions, not just Christians. Sure, yeah. I mean, and, I think <clears throat> I think certainly, and also like just the in the last ten years, especially the last ten years, when we take that big of a, a chunk. Um, 
the advent of social media and, and I mean, uh, I guess right. We're, we're right outside 10 years, but um, first iPad. First iPad in 2010. Was Facebook around in 2010? I, if it was, it was very, it's in its very beginning. It's very infancy, yeah. And like, I mean, you guys remember MySpace? And my, I remember MySpace. That, yeah, yeah so probably MySpace. Just that was down. like 15 years ago. Yeah. So, and then, so 14, 13 was probably still a MySpace. <clears throat> and then Facebook came. And there was something other than MySpace. Twitter too. was new, I think, in 20. 20- this decade. this decade for sure uh instagram all those things and that's changed how we've processed news how we how we view stuff and maybe that's where the sensitivity comes in that the, the term fake news is something that's relatively recent it's certainly in this decade i mean i feel like that's in the last couple of years two years yeah even fake news i think donald trump 2016 yeah, Donald, but it, it comes Donald about Trump. because of the the ability for for one person to uh to communicate with so many people yeah, well, the leader of the free world, right? Mm-hmm. To communicate uh, oh with with so many people, whenever and however. I mean, that's a totally that's a so so <clears throat> so Barack Obama when he was elected to his, he was the first president to use YouTube in a political campaign, um, and so I mean, and now that's going back more than ten years, right? I mean, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve. He did not run in twenty sixteen. Yeah, because he couldn't. Cause so twenty sixteen was really the yeah. And so, so right there, 2012, 2008, 2012 is when social media really got on the scene and started influencing the culture, you know, which is interesting. And now, I mean, it's everywhere. Right. Well, in 2008, when he first became on it, cell phones were just kind of getting popular, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, I had a cell phone in college. I mean, popular though. I mean, like, like, like something that you, that everybody had and you could rely on it. Yeah. And then, with, I mean, smartphones certainly in the last 10 that, years. That's, I guess that's what I mean. Smartphones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Smartphones for sure. I mean, there was the iPhone. I think that was 12 or 13 years ago. Yeah. 12, 2008 maybe. 2008 ish. Like and then, I um, mean, now I don't know who doesn't have a, a it, cell phone. And I only bring this up just to, just to kind of paint the picture of how fast time flies. I mean, can you imagine life without a, without a cell phone now? Man, yes, it was only it's like bliss. It's like heaven. Like <laughs> I wish I could get rid of my phone every day. As we use it to look up, uh, I'm, I'm on a computer, man. A PC. <laughs> this this thing's back. This is 1989 You're technology. You're not even a Mac guy. I, I've uh, I've sworn off Mac for now. What? Yeah. <laughs> although my phone is is now starting to get to me a little bit. So Jesus used a Mac. Jesus, you think so? Yes. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. Jesus is a fan of freedom, and uh, there's not much freedom with a Mac. So I don't know. What, I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Certainly, like technology. I mean, this is a huge. I mean, all the AI stuff. This is the last ten it's years. It's scary. The videos. The the video creation now. That Dude, they can do. being able to talk to your TV and have it do a search globally across all your platforms, whether it be YouTube, uh, Netflix. You know all this stuff, and it pops up with all your options. And voice, just yeah, voice recognition. I remember when I was, uh, I don't know, fourteen, thirteen. I got a, I got a little remote control truck, and it was voice controlled. You could do four commands, and it was the coolest thing ever. Now you can actually translate. You could translate what we're saying right now live into text. It's amazing. That sounds amazing, and they're doing it right now. They, they, they this, are doing it. The CIA is doing it. And so, you know what? We have a we have a question from in the studio, right? And we have a question online. Let's do the question in the studio first. What is it, Daniel? This one comes from uh, Gabe, who's going to be taking over for me. Gabe is the new Daniel. Gabe. And his question is uh, in Matthew seven, 
Jesus talks about where he says, you know, look, Lord, we prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. So his question is, you know, what is it about those people, despite the fact that they were casting out demons and devils and doing things in his name that Jesus said depart, and how can we make sure that we're not people like them? That is a really good question, and I'll, uh, I'll toss it over. Do you guys have any thoughts on up front in studio, or do you want me to start? And well, I mean, one of the things that comes to mind is just because you do great things for Jesus, that doesn't mean that you are saved necessarily. Because um, what's going on in this text is that they they call him Lord, Lord. Um, so it looks like they're false believers. And did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and mighty works in your name? And then he's, he declares to them, I, I, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Yeah. So that's kind of scary. Some say iniquity, so workers of iniquity. So people say, well, I'm, I know I'm... A Christian because I've experienced something, I've done great things for God, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are a yeah. elect. I've, yeah. always, I've always seen that as um, I'm doing good works for God, that makes me worthy of Jesus' right. yeah. acceptance. So whenever I'm asked, uh, <clears throat> Gabe, uh, Gabriel or Gabe? This is an important question. Yes. Okay, yes. so Gabriel, <laughs> Gabe. Um. Whenever I'm asked a question about a verse in the Bible, context is king. So I always go back to the context, and I always read, uh, if not the chapter, at least the paragraph before, and most of the time, paragraph after. And it's really interesting because we have Jesus here doing a bunch of teaching, um, and it's in a it's in a large portion of like red letters here in my Bible. So I I'm, I have with me my. New King James version. It's not the best version. It's just one of the versions, and uh, and it's small, so I like it. So it says um, the 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 pericope before right here. The so the story or the the the, the narrative right before the teaching uh, is um, you're going to know them by their fruit. So he picks up in verse 15 of Matthew 7. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravish, ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears fruit, and ba but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. So Jesus is talking about how can we know uh, if somebody's a false prophet, right? So this is this is where he's going with this, but he's, he doesn't stop there. Jesus takes it one step further and he says not everyone he's saying however not everyone he goes further not everyone who says to me lord lord um uh, lord lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my father in heaven many will see say to me in that day lord lord have we not prophesied in your name cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name and then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness. So Jesus is talking about how can we tell if somebody is a is a true prophet, and how can we tell if somebody is like really a true Christian, right? And I think what you guys said is exactly right. It's not necessarily by their works. First, he's saying that there's going to be false prophets. There's they're going to look like they're going to look like they're real prophets. They're going to look like Christians. <clears throat> they're going to sound like Christians. They're going to walk like Christians, but they're not going to be Christians because underneath they're 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 uh, they're a wolf in sheep's clothing, and they're going to. They're going to gobble you up. Um, and But then he also says that you can tell 
by somebody's fruit if they're if they're good or, or or not. But then he gives a further warning here: not everybody who does these things is necessarily uh, going to be with us in, in in eternity. You know, and um, yeah, that's a it, it, this this passage is one of the ones that probably chills me more than just about any other. Um, this is actually, to be honest with you, I'm just, I mean, to be honest with you, my, where becoming reformed has really helped me. Right. Um, because I used to read this as a, as a verse, like, how do I know if I'm saved? Like, is that what he's saying? And I don't think that's the point here. I think Jesus is, is, uh, is leveling or, or giving to us, his people, his children, a caution. Um, just careful and be, be watchful, you know, be vigilant. And th there's a point of going back to Reformed theology, like the, what does it mean that Jesus knows you, that you're known by God? I mean, obviously God knows everybody. He's omniscient. But here the knowledge is salvific. Like he, the fact that he doesn't know you means that you're not um, uh, of the fold. So here when God, uh, Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. He's talking about the knowledge um, that comes. Um, it's an intimate knowledge of God. It's like a salvific knowledge of God, that God knows you intimately and that you know God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, going on that, uh, you know, the, the, the knowledge. It's what, what, what always comes to my mind when we're talking about this is, like, you know, he says, I never knew you, and, like, God's knowledge of us is, is exhaustive, right? I mean, he, right. what do you mean? And I think that, like I was just saying before, we have to start with the context. And he's here, he's wrapping up his Sermon on the Mount. Right. And he's giving a warning about, about true faith, you know. And uh, so Jesus is um, going to, pre he predicts that false Christian prophets will be, will be going to be coming as wolves in sheep's clothing. Um, and they might, they might use all the good talk, you know, they, they, cut they talk the God talk. Right. Um, and they might even be impressive by what they do. They might be casting out demons, but they're not going to uh, belong to the Lord. And, um, and that's what he goes on in, in 21 through 23, the question, um, I'm the, the verses that we're, we're talking about. Um, that's where he goes. Any additional thoughts, Eric or, or Chang? Or is, is that good? Did Gabriel, you think? All right. Kind what, of. Whenever I read this, uh, uh, I would always wonder, well, what's fruit? Is it like number of souls saved? Is it disciples that I've, I've done? You know, what, what, what is it? Um, I think uh, I've come to the conclusion that fruit is really just a, a word here for what you what you produce. How do you act? What what's your? It's not a it's not a work per se. It's just it's your mannerisms. It's your um, it's your composure under uh, under the gospel. It's it's what you export. Absolutely, and it's something that um, <clears throat> we we become changed right first inwardly and then outwardly. So it's not like we're not we're not perfect uh, yet, um, but that that change bears a difference, and it bears it. And I, I'm, I'm having trouble explaining it, but it, but it's not the number of grapes that that, no. that you that you produce. It's yeah. not some number of things. That's right. It's right. not notches it's, on your belt or anything like that. It's right. uh, it's a general. I mean, it's sanctification, so it's a general transformation over the rest of your life. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a process, and that's what he's talking about as far as the the fruit. It's not, um, and you're not always going to, uh, like I said, be perfect. You mess up, unfortunately. Uh, I can't wait for heaven, man. So, would you say that this is a verse that allows us to judge other people? Well, Whoa. that verse comes right <laughs> in the beginning yeah. of the chapter. Yeah. If uh, 
if you look at if you look at chapter seven, that's where he's that's where Jesus starts. Yeah, yeah. and I mean we are allowed. I mean we are to judge uh, yeah. rightly other people. Um, we uh, had a we had a caller on the line, but did he drop off? Oh man, you had a uh, question about social justice, and I actually didn't catch your name. But if you were on the line, I'm really sorry that we delayed in getting to you. But we will get to you if you give us a call back. Uh, we'd love to hear your question about social justice. Um, so just give us a call and eight 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 nine nine five. 5552 and we're on for another I don't know 5 or 10 minutes and we'd love to take that call. Uh, man, I love the Bible. Yeah. Like I absolutely love the Bible. One thing year after year we're talking what's changed in the last 10 years. Uh man, I've grown so much as a Christian and I have to say that there's two main well three uh reasons for that. One is other people, solid Christian uh men and women in my life who've uh, dedicated their lives to to helping me grow. Uh, and the other main is, well, it's, it's God, of course, the Holy Spirit, um, but then the Bible. And over the last 10 years, my love for Scripture has just grown and grown and grown and grown. That's one of the major positives, actually, from being a pastor. So uh, the, my story goes, you know, atheist to Christian. Then I went straight to the Biola's Christian Apologetics Program, so then graduated there to apologist and then pastor and something happened when i became a pastor in 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 seminary and stuff i was it was it was all good you know i was reading my bible a bunch and you know i was learning arguments and stuff like that but i was focused on christian apologetics and when i became a pastor i started focusing on theology in the bible and these words on the page came to life for me and uh in over the last maybe six years in particular i've really grown in the word and uh reading it a lot letting letting myself soak uh, in it, and I've I've noticed a lot of growth um, in that regard. But anyways, um, I just like the Bible. I love Bible questions, wrestling. Yeah. This passage is a hard one to hear, you know. But Jesus is a righteous judge. Right. He doesn't he doesn't take pleasure in sending people to hell. But uh, there will come the day when when Jesus will uh, judge darkness. So so that's, he's a righteous judge, and that's that's interesting. And it's something I want to um, uh, uh, emphasize here is that Jesus, that means that he doesn't make mistakes. Like, like his, his decisions, his judgments, they're, they're final because they're correct. Yeah. And actually, you know, it's something when you just said that something popped into my mind about this passage, actually, because these people are doing good things in this passage, but their hearts are wrong. Their intent. Yeah. And, and their intent. And that's what the issue is, is Jesus, Jesus cuts the quick. I mean, his, he sees your heart. But it's interesting that it actually works. Like, I mean, they actually do cast out, I'm assuming. I mean, I guess we can assume that they, they actually do cast out And they out prophesy, demons. yeah. Well, we see that later on. Paul addresses that where, you know, people are preaching the gospel for a false motive. Mm -hmm. You know, what's he say? He's like, glory to God. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the more uh, people are coming to Christ through it. Um, and and, and Jesus, you relate that to this passage, and it's these guys are preaching the gospel out of false motive. But people are still coming to Christ, and how much better for the kingdom of God? And one day Jesus will judge. Um, he sees the heart. He knows. He knows the true, um, the truth behind the face, which is. I just think that's really interesting. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what else do you guys want to talk about tonight? We got like five more minutes. Well, I was going to say we um, we we avoided one big topic in 2019, which was the impeachment and the Mueller report mm. and the whole investigation into Russian spies and all that kind of stuff. That did happen. I, just, I don't know that we have five minutes. To talk I just about found it that. interesting that 
all the Republicans voted one way, and Jeez. all the Demo- Democrats voted the other way. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to avoid this topic and take a phone call. <laughs> so, uh, so got, yeah. Go so we're going to go to go to L.A. to Lashawn. Lashawn, are you with us? Yes, I'm with you. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm, I well, I just came out from street witnessing. Couldn't get anyone to go with me. Oh. So I went by myself in prayer. I said I wouldn't do it, but I had kind of purposed in my heart that I, it, it's such a need. So I went on out there and did it and prayed for people, passed out tracks. However, in nature, I've been listening to you all, and as I shared i said that we're entering into a new score which is 20 years uh-huh. new decade which we just finished which was 10 years and a new year which is now to the present and i've noticed through the years um what the church has tremendously failed in and with a lot of commentaries pastors and all they have not led in the most essential things there is to lead as any believer and this is why uh so many of them are uh, maybe falling by the wayside, committing suicide. This is the answer to the believing prayer. First, we got to study to show ourselves approved, stay in the Word of God, and uh, we must um, fast and pray. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree <laughs> with you more. We had a discussion you know, about and this. We don't, we don't answer by our own intellect. We answer by the Scriptures, which was is the believer's instruction. Yeah. I mean, like, where is the teaching? And no one, they just... You know, Bible studies have turned into lectures, you know, and no one else. You just hear this one person, and he tells you his opinion, and this is what you're supposed to go by. That is the most worst way. That's why <laughs> no one can grow. We are iron sharpens iron. We are go. grow by the hearing. I want to know what's in you. Yeah, faith, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, right? You said yeah, something that was really good. You know, I'm trying you by some scriptures, and if you, you're off, Believe me, I'm going to know it because I study. And then, you know, I bring something to the table. Everyone brings something to the table. That's right. You know, and we all grow together, and we understand it and learn it better, you know, by and by. But, you know, where is it, you know, like I was telling, saying earlier, you know, just like like the people fasted prayed and the leaders, you know, like the king went his clothes in Nineveh, you know, and he put everybody on a fast, even the animals, everything had to go on a fast. And, you know, God's heart was touched yeah. because everyone was on one accord. And we got to get on one accord, you know, and it's, we can't get on one accord if we won't study. LaShawn, I am, I am loving your fire. I am absolutely loving it. Where, where are you going witnessing at night, right, right now, at midnight? Well, I was out on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, okay. Well, you're not alone. I mean, you're out there with the people. It's no specific place. I'll go anywhere. I'll yeah. go to the east side, to the projects. I'll go downtown, to the Skid Row. I'll go to Hollywood, to, to the yuppies, and to the downtown, <laughs> the new downtown. I, to the White House, to the Garrett. I love it. I got I got saved. I got saved in Hollywood. And uh, and I, I have a heart for Hollywood. That's amazing. I'm glad that you're out there. I And I love your point here. I, the summary that was typed in. By Daniel here is uh, I think we're talking too much and not praying enough as Christians, and I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Everything we do needs to be uh, be led in prayer. And uh, Lashawn, thank you so much for for calling in and lending us your voice. I really appreciate you. And stay safe. Yeah. You should you should be going out with somebody else, but uh, Lord will protect you. With me, I'm, everyone says they're going to come, and at the last minute, they always check out. And I just said, you know what? 
I, I didn't want to go, and I don't tend to go by myself. Yeah. I just said I was going to go out there and just, you know, pray. You know, just maybe just pray, just be silent. But nobody, every week, I mean, for months, I've been trying to get people to go with me. Very few. A couple of them go, and then a couple of women, and maybe one man, and then they fall out. They all yeah. fall out. On a consistent basis, no one wants to do it. So... <laughs> it's hard it's hard and and LaShawn I'm gonna have to go because we only got one minute left but thank you so so much for giving us a call and keep calling in I'd love to hear updates on how you're doing in, in, uh, in ministry and, and what you're doing there on the street and um, that's just amazing I love hearing that and I couldn't that's agree good. more what did you guys think we got a minute left she said something that resonated with me and that was the Christian church is not leading we're yeah. not leading as pastors we're not leading as church, as church members we're not leading the culture we're not leading the culture and that's exactly the thing that we need to do and yeah. she's out there doing that She's out there doing that, well, and I love that. Or trying, trying to, you know. So if you go to Lashawn's church, or if you're her friend and you're listening to us right now, you need to get there on the street with her, hand out some tracks, talk about Jesus to people on Hollywood Boulevard. I can't think of actually anything more fun. What's on Hollywood? <laughs> is that the? Is that where all the people go? Oh, there's an awful. We could drive through on the way home if yeah. you want. <laughs> we don't have any tracks. It's a it's a interesting place, man. Hollywood. I used to live at the corner of uh, Hollywood Boulevard, Normandy. <clears throat> and uh, right where little uh, little Thai town meets uh, little Armenia, and uh, yeah, it's an interesting place. But hey, guys, we got to get going. Chang, how you doing tonight? All right, good, good. Yeah, thank you so much for driving in from Irvine. No problem. You're amazing. It's a pleasure. It is a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. And hey, guys, happy New Year. Merry Christmas from uh, all of us at Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge, believe is to think, think is to believe. My name's John Noyes, and I've been your host, and I'll be with you again in two weeks for Science Night. And um, love to hear from you then, and, and as always, uh, just go give them heaven. Talk to you later. Bye.